Welcome to Veteran Voices, a podcast dedicated to giving a voice to those that have served in the United States Armed Forces. On this series, jointly presented by Supply Chain Now and Vets2 Industry, we sit down with a wide variety of veterans and veteran advocates to gain their insights, perspective, and stories from serving. We talk with many individuals about their challenging transition from active duty to the private sector, and we discuss some of the most vital issues facing veterans today. Join us for this episode of Veteran Voices. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Scott Luton and Mary-Kate Saliva here with you on Supply Chain. Now, welcome to today's live stream. Mary-Kate, how you doing? Great, Scott. Happy Veterans Day to you. Happy Veterans Day to you as well. Appreciate all that you do and continue to do. And Mary-Kate, we have got an outstanding Veterans Day live stream teed up here today, right? I'm super pumped up. Uh, I mean, you asked me who we should have on the show. I'm just really excited who we have teed up today. I'm with you. Uh, I think I've got, I wear Zach and Marina underoos when I'm not oh. wearing my Mary Kate underoos. So uh, I've <laughs> got a great discussion teed up here today. But hey, whether you're viewing us on Better Voices programming or if you're viewing us on Supply Chain Now social channels, hey, we're here to all celebrate what these special veterans are doing, these veteran leaders are doing both serving the veteran community and what they're doing from an entrepreneurial and a business standpoint, nonprofit standpoint, you name it, Dynamo is here today. So, Mary-Kate, any before we bring on our guests here today, again, I want to celebrate all that you do. We're going we're to learn more about that soon, but really love what you're leading and doing with our Veteran Voices podcast. What's your favorite part about those conversations? Kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but you know, folks can find that wherever they get their podcast. What's your favorite part about all the shows that you're uh, discussions you're leading? You know, Scott, one of the things with Veteran Voices and the whole reason why when you you asked me to take it on, it was the fact that I'm able to amplify the voices of veterans who are serving beyond the uniform. I mean, it's, it's literally, we talk about veterans who have served, but we have so many veterans who are continuing to serve. They hung up that uniform years ago and for some even within a few months ago, and they are knocking it out of the park post-transition and just being able to amplify what they're doing, whether that's helping kids, focusing on veteran issues, you name it. We got veterans out there doing incredible things, and I'm, I'm happy to be part of that. Uh, so true. So many different levels. And you know, our Supply Chain Now family is we're honored to continue investing and supporting our veterans community. It's really important to all of us here. And on this big day, which is dedicated to celebrating all that our veterans do for us, we're uh, really tickled to have our guests here and, and talk about some things you may know about and plenty of things you may not know about. Um, one last note, Mary-Kate, I want to say hello to a few folks here. We've got a lot of special people in the audience, such as uh, old Clay Phillips is tuned in. Appreciate what Diesel does all the time. We've got Jonathan Philippi. Uh, I think I said that right, Jonathan. Jonathan Hales from Louisiana, doing some big things in supply chain down there. Look, look, Marina, she is a, she is a machine. She's in the chat. She's, she's going to be sharing her perspective with us. I'm out of breath trying to keep up with her, Scott. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I can't keep up with it. But thanks for joining us today, everybody. Happy <laughs> Veterans Day. That is right. Happy Veterans Day. Raymond is with us here today. Great to see you. Omar, great to see you as well. And one final note, Mary-Kate, you know, given you know, our love for all things supply chain, you know, veterans, if you're tuned in, if you're catching a portion of this here today, don't sleep on all the career opportunities that global supply chain offers, right? 
And if you have any questions along those regards, drop them here. We may not be able to get to them today. We'll try to follow up at a later time. And uh, it just offers logistics, manufacturing, transportation, you name it, offers so much procurement, offers so much for uh, our veterans. Okay. So Mary Kate, we've said hello to a few folks. Are you ready? I'm, I'm going to introduce our two guest speakers and we're going to swoosh them in. Are you ready for them to join? I'm so ready. And please keep that feed coming with comments. We'd love to hear from you all where you're tuning in from and, and what y'all are doing today to celebrate Veterans Day. So true. That's right. So Mary-Kate is asking, hey, where are you tuned in from and how are you celebrating uh, Veterans Day? It's a great call out there. Okay. So with no further ado, my dear friend, Mary-Kate, uh, I want to welcome in Zach Knight, Marketing Chair with Vetlanta and U.S. Army Veteran, and Marina Rabidick founder and president of the Military Women's Collective and a U.S. Navy veteran. Hey, hey, Zach, how you doing? How's it going, everybody? Appreciate great. you having me. You bet. And Marina, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me as a guest today, y'all. You're, well, hey, you know what, Marina? We love our repeat guests. And you and Mary-Kate and Matt crushed it so much. I mean, you've been with us, I think, three or four times. But y'all crush Something it every like time, that. right? And Zach? Uh, as a, you know, as a fellow digital content entrepreneur, someone that values that, great to have you for the first time here officially on Better Voices of Supply Chain now. So welcome. Appreciate it, man. All right. So Mary-Kate, with these two dynamos here, uh, I think the first thing we want to do is kind of go around the horn and get to know them a little better. Let's give a quick shout out. Hey, Don Long, who's doing some great work, is also tuned in. Uh, Don, a fellow at Lannan. Really enjoy your mountain climbing each weekend, challenging folks to do more and more. And Mary-Kate, you know, Dr. Dr. Luke McLeese, right? Hey, Luke. Oh, that's my brother right there. That's right. That's right. And then Monica from Seattle. Great to have you here, Monica, via LinkedIn. Okay, so let's go around the horn. And we want to pose two questions. And Mary-Kate, I'm going to pose these to you as well. We want to learn a little more about your military service first. And we'll go around the horn first there. And then I'm going to circle back with all the cool things you're up to now. Because as Mary-Kate alluded to, man, a uniform might come off but the service just doesn't stop. And, you, and all three of y'all are great examples of that. So Marina, you're going to be our leadoff hitter today. Give us a little bit of information about your military background. Oh, okay. Um, 24-year Navy veteran, uh, retired last year. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I served in all over. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> she knew I was going to do that too. Oh, <laughs> um, no, go, go Army, Zach. How dare you? <laughs> You know what? You say go army, but have you ever seen that hilarious picture where it says bean tabby? No. Yes, it's not beat navy. It says bean tabby. (laughs) Um, I served, you know, in different places in California. I served in Florida, Japan, where my daughter was born and I met my husband. So yeah, been all over the world and Marina, one quick follow-up question. uh, because I saw your um you you had a great meme where you were celebrating the Marines' birthday party, and it said, assigned your favorite Uber service. I had a picture of the aircraft carrier. I love that. It's happy birthday, Marines, from your favorite Uber driver. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. So what's one one of your favorite vessels you served on? Oh, definitely that one. So the one in the picture is the same class as the one that that I served on, which is an amphibious ship. Um, it's a WASP class, LHD. It was called the USS Essex, which we fondly like to call the steaming deuce. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious um, because it's a it's one of the like very last steam powered like it has boilers, believe yep. it or not. So yeah, 
Man, okay. All right, so Zach, that's going to be tough to top, but tell us about <laughs> your, your military background. Oh Sorry, I'm over here like typing comments about this terrible <laughs> Navy that we're highlighting right now. Man, the, the Uber XXL, I love it now. Um, obviously, I'm an Army guy, so go Army. I got in a little bit late. I joined at 28, went through basic training, OCS, infantry school, did a, that whole piece of things a little bit non-traditionally, and then I deployed with the Green Berets in 2019. But actually, just getting medically discharged, got injured over there. Um, going through a medical discharge process. So not too long, about six years of service total so far. Well, man, so much. So what was, um, of all the places, it sounds like you, you deployed, obviously went to Afghanistan. What's one thing about deploying that maybe a lot of folks that haven't ever served, or maybe, maybe folks that served that didn't deploy very often, they may not know, Zach. Food is way better over there than what they gave us over here. Man, let me tell you, the Army fed us really well over there. Man. But you go to like Fort Benning or Fort Polk, it's no. terrible. Oh man! Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm about to get some texts for some from some cafeteria managers and supply chain leaders. We'll see. <laughs> well, to be fair, where I was, we didn't get surf and turf like on the Air Force bases. So. Oh man, that's true. Oh, it's so true. Air Force is so <laughs> spoiled. That's why we call right. y'all Chair Force. <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve. That. Okay, all right. So, and and it's, and to really close the loop here with some of our listeners that may not know. So, Marina Navy. Zach and Mary, uh, Mary Kate both served in the Army, and I served in the Air Force. One as a data analyst, just uh, about a three and a half year stint. Okay, so quick, a couple quick comments. Mary Kate, I'm going to ask you about yours. James is tuned in from Jacksonville, Florida. He says hello to everybody. He also James. says, "Sorry, Go Navy, Hi. of course." <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I love Zach. Zach and Marina's uh, 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 battle. Uh, and rivalry battle it continues in the comments. So y'all check that out. All right. So Mary Kate, tell us about your military service. Yeah. So gosh, I should just be like, that's it. Like Rena did. I was waiting for her to throw out some <laughs> French out there. She's fluent, y'all. But now I, I have a uh, 12 years active service, and I was I was an army medic, and now a psychological operations soldier, still serving now in the Army Reserves. Uh, but I spent time, so I was Southeast Asia focused, so time in the Philippines, do a little time in South Korea, just really incredible. And that's why, you know, I, I tell people like, you always have a couch to to bum off of because we have brothers and sisters that are just living all over the place that I can just hop on a flight, and just go to a random city, stones throw away, I could run into another veteran. And it's just incredible how that instant camaraderie and that trust is it just built so quickly with others who have served. Oh. I could, man, that is, that's like Shakespearean and so true, Mary Kate. Thank you for sharing, really. And I'll tell y'all, for folks that may be tuned in from the supply chain now side, maybe, maybe you're new to the, um, you know, kind of the veteran experience. If you can't tell, there's a ton of rivalry and good natured ribbing between the services, right? For, for example, Don, my fellow Air Force veteran, says, Hey, Scott, we should acknowledge that the Air Force took that trophy from Army. And then Zach goes, that. No one cares about that trophy. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all keep it coming. Okay. I want to circle back through to uh, Marina. Let's talk about, there's so much y'all are doing. And I'll tell you, you're three, the three of y'all are such a great epitome for that. You know, the uniform may come off, but man, the service and leadership just doesn't stop. So Marina, for the time we've got, you know, tell us a little about what you're up to now. Oh, okay. So not only do I work for a nonprofit, but I also started my own. So I work for the nonprofit Four Block. Uh, we do an 11-week program that is a career readiness program for active duty military veterans. And then there's also a military spouse, a separate military spouse program. Mm. 
And that's going to be starting up again here in February of next year for the spring. And then my passion, you know, hence my teal light here, is Military Women's Collective. I focus on the women's side of getting out of the military. I have two different things that I do, which is help with homelessness and food insecurity here in Southern California. And then I also do networking events with active duty and veteran women. Man, incredible. Uh, I'll tell you what. And we dropped the uh, the URL for the militarywomenscollective.org there in the chat. Y'all check that out. All right. So Zach, tell us some of the things you're up to. Yeah. So overall, um, I just opened my seventh business in October. It's actually a 501c mm-hmm. for veteran business owners. Uh, that's my primary focus. I'm also the chair, a uh, marketing chair, as mentioned, for Vetlanta. I'm uh, doing a lot of great things and collaborative pieces there. But honestly, my main focus is uh, business ownership uh, for myself, but as a business coach consultant in the Buckhead arena of Atlanta, but also uh, now moving more into the veteran business owner space. Um, and then just released my first book. It launched today, this morning, and it is a, a number one new release on Amazon. So pretty exciting day. And Super side note, just for the selfish plug, I'm on the cover of the AJC this morning. I got a nice feature on the AJC. Man. So lots of very cool things happening in the vet space here in Atlanta. Now, a handful of folks may not be local to one of the coolest cities in all of the world, Atlanta. That's the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which is one of the, the country's biggest newspapers. And you'll find Zach A. Knight on the front page. That is incredible. And we also dropped, uh, I'm imagining, uh, Zach, that if folks go to Zach A. Knight, dot com, which we've got in the comments, they can find a lot of those things you've already mentioned. Is that right? Yeah. I tried to make it easy instead of dropping a bunch of links. I was trying to play with the team in the background and Hey, here's 13 links to share, but now everything's on ZachAnight.com um, and it kind of links over to all the other pieces. Wonderful. Okay. So Mary Kate, I want to get you to uh, share some of the cool things you're up to as well, but you know, we, we didn't mention, you know, we conduct our veteran voices programming in partnership with our great friends at vets to industry dot, yes. dot org. I believe, right? Is that right, Mary Kate? Yeah, org. You're, you're right. That's that's how we got connected, Scott. And that's how I, I met Marina and many of the folks that are on this call. And yeah, James, we did meet at, at Four Block. Uh, so I love that, you know, Marina, Zach, we're all connected through mm-hmm. uh, Four Block in some way or another. So you just know that's a great plug there for the great things they're doing. Yep. But yeah, that's the industry. Check them out. Uh, and we have got their URL, uh, vets, yes. numeral two, industry.org, nonprofit say a clearinghouse for resources and opportunities and, and support, you name it, for not just veterans, but also military families. And we'll touch on that probably in the second half of today's show. But Mary Kate, uh, so tell us, man, you, I think you've got some, cl- I think all three of y'all have some clones, uh, but Mary Kate, you've got a, I don't know, a project or 17 going on here lately here. Tell us. Oh yeah. So, and, and I will note that, you know, when Rena I met through Vets to Industry a couple of years ago now, it was in the middle of a pandemic. She was getting ready to retire. I was getting ready to transition off of active duty. And there was just um, it, it just that struggle of like, what's next? Which I think a, a lot of service members and uh, veterans can reflect on that time of the transition. And But I think there was something innately that Marina and I instantly connected on was connectedness. We, we took our Gallup Strengths Test, found that our top one was connectedness. We're very much people that want to go out, give back, continue to serve beyond the uniform. So we knew that there was something out there that we wanted to do. And uh, earlier this year, I co-founded the org with one of my closest, dearest friends from uh, graduate school, Erica Anderson, soon to be PhD, Dr. Erica Anderson, uh, the Guam Human Rights Initiative. So looking to uh, bring together uh, 
brilliant minds, people much smarter than me to focus on uh, research on human rights issues in Guam and the region. So looking at my focus, passion of mine is uh, encountering human trafficking, uh, but I have a lot of other folks in my network that are focused on other incredible issues. So really bringing them to the forefront. Love that. Uh, Okay. So folks, as we've talked about, initiative-driven leadership, Mary-Kate, Zach, and Marina have it in spades. They've got so many different projects. I want to make sure I hit all these. So circling back to Marina, we talked about Four Block. We talked about the Military Women's Collective and dropped that link. What is the San Diego Women's Week strategy work that you're doing, Marina? Yes. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a, a, a left-field question. So <laughs> the, I, I, oddly enough, so here, hold on. Yeah, no, I just got this. So if you see up here at the top, it says the North San Diego Business Chamber. They are the ones that run not only the San Diego Women's Week, but also the San Diego Military Summit. And so I joined them this year because I loved all the work that Business Chamber does for the San Diego, and I'm up in Riverside County, which is the next county up, but they do such amazing work that I wanted to join one that wasn't even in my county. (laughs) There's not going to be a geography quiz later about California counties, because I'm, as Amanda, Amanda and Catherine behind the scenes, uh, as they'll tell you, I am uh, horrible at geography, so. uh, I can help. (laughs) Okay. So, Marina, you're telling us about uh, the chamber out there, and looks like they recognize your nonprofit, right? Yes, they do. Yeah. I mean, I only became a nonprofit. Well, not I became a nonprofit, but my nonprofit only got its 501c3 status last October. So it's only been about a year since I actually got that. And I I just wanted to continue, like you said, to be of service to others. And women's issues are different, you know, coming out of the military than the way than men's are. Right. And so that's why I started Military Women's Collective. All right. So we're going to dive into some of the issues uh, in just a moment. Zach, I want to mm-hmm. circle back to you as well. You talked about several businesses you began, including you got Battle, B, a tactical leader. You got Nightly Productions, Vetlanta, one of our we're big fans of Vetlanta and what they're doing here. In fact, there should be a, a Vetlanta organization in every city, every, especially all the NFL cities, coast to coast. And this new book, you did, I'm not sure if you mentioned this. Uh, all the are too humble. The Legacy of Love, A Journey of Self-Mastery. It's number one on Amazon and it's released today. Uh, so Zach, that is really cool. Before I uh, circle back to Mary-Kate, what is one, so what inspired you to write that book, Zach? Ooh. And I'm going to make the, the plug here because you're not going to say it, Scott. It's amazing because the book and a lot of what I'm doing on the Atlanta side, the veteran side here in Atlanta, is really about community and the transition piece. When about a year and a half ago, I went through a really dark spot um, I was about to become a statistic, pistol in my mouth, end of a dock, and had uh, thought that was rock bottom, and it really wasn't. And at the end of it, um, about a week later, there's a whole piece that I went through that's in the book about how I recognized I couldn't love myself anymore because I was losing the uniform. I didn't want to lose the uniform, losing the community. And it was a different piece where I realized I had to build a different community. And I, obviously, I go into a lot of depth. Uh, Veterans Voices, Fletcher Now, y'all, just this past Saturday, sponsored a great event at Mercedes-Benz Stadium that I was able to host a workout at the stadium here in Atlanta. Um, had 60 people show up to it. And 
for me, the book, the community events, it's all about trying to find what we have beyond the uniform find things that we love about ourselves again. It's difficult because I had prior to military as a cop, so I had a uniform for 15 years. I know a lot of us transition really difficult. Um, it's really difficult for a lot of us. So the fact that y'all are supporting in so many amazing ways and, and the book is one of those that are really trying to drive that forward, that there's hope for all of us to love ourselves outside of that. Okay, man. Uh, Catherine and Amanda, first off, thank y'all for what you do, help make production happen here. If we can find the link, the direct link to that book, and let's drop that in the comments if we could yes. as well. Okay. And yes, pseudoscientists, I say circle back way too much. So I, I saw, I feel like I, like I circle back throughout the hour. Which one laughs? Which one laughs with Scott? That's really, they're forced to look busy. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so, and we also mentioned coming back to Mary Kate here, that guamhri.org, that's the nonprofit that she founded. Y'all check that out. It can definitely use uh, your support as well. So Mary Kate, one last thing I want to touch on with you before we move into uh, some other uh, some other topics is you also uh, spend some time with the Project Management Institute, and you know project yes. management is is huge as folks are trying to digest change in this era, regardless of supply chain, business, it doesn't matter. And I love a lot of the great work you are doing to support veterans and and helping them gain some credentials to get better employment. So Mary Kate, if you could touch on that really quick, and then. The baton is yours to move us forward with where we're going next with Marina and Zach. Yeah, thank you. So, yes, I part of my transition, you know, shout out to the incredible woman, uh, Corey Burton, but she scooped me up from LinkedIn. And that's the power of network and connecting with other veterans and volunteer work and everything, because it wasn't my resume that was handed over to PMI, Project Management Institute. It was literally Corey snatching me up, taking me under a wing. She didn't know me from Adam, but she saw me, my LinkedIn, my content, and she reached out. Two days later, after I took off the uniform, I started with PMI, and I'm spearheading the military veteran program uh, for PMI for North America, so Canada and the U.S. Uh, Today's also Remembrance Day up in Canada, so a big thank you to our brothers and sisters and allies to the North, and uh, just incredible opportunity to work with our uh, chapters across the United States. We have like over six chapters that have military programs and mm. they are helping folks enter the project management profession. So you can check us out more at, at pmi.org slash military. And you can learn more about resources that are available to spouses as well on how to upskill. Very well. Love that. Uh, okay. Really quick. I want to share a couple of quick things here. Either Amanda or Catherine pulled this out. This is great, Zach. Hope for I us to love ourselves coming. outside the uniform. So good there. Uh, thank you, Marina. Yes, doing some Dunkin' Donuts in that back parking lot. Uh, Sudo says he's just bugging. Appreciates the stream. Yeah, I appreciate that too. Uh, we dropped the link to that bestseller already in day one. So y'all check that out. I bet it's a, a fascinating story we can all learn from regardless if you're ever worn a uniform or not. Congratulations, okay. Zach. That's incredible, honestly. So yeah, congrats, man. For, for being vulnerable and sharing your story. So, so many others will be able to avoid some of the uh, the fate you implied that so many of our brothers and sisters are um, have have been have fallen to. So, all right. So, Mary Kate, moving right along. Where are we going next with Marina and Zach? Yeah, this is where I want to, and you know, now I get to do that plug to to you, Scott, and turn it now on you as as a veteran. But want to start with you, Marina, sister over there. Uh, what does Veterans Day mean to you? Yeah, I know we've had many Veterans Days, but uh, yeah, you know, what does Veterans Day mean to me? You know, it's mm-hmm. about honoring all those who serve, um, whether they're still with us or whether they're they're not. Because I think some people get Memorial Day and 
Veterans Day confused. Memorial Day is to, of course, honor and remember those that we've lost. But Veterans Day is to really just say thank you to everyone that has served their country, whether it was for a day or, you know, 35, 36 years. You know, some of these generals and admirals got some serious time in, right? So yeah, that's that's what it means to me. It just means to to be incredibly thankful and to honor them. I thank you, sis. Thank you so much. And and Zach, same question for you. What is what does Veterans Day mean for you? Yeah, it's a big one. My dad, um, I make fun of the Navy. My dad was a Navy vet in Vietnam. What's funny is he told me that the Navy never taught him how to swim. And the goal was to stay on the boat so you didn't have to swim, right? That's the whole goal. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's funny. My dad being a, a Vietnam vet, last Friday I hosted a, a Vietnam Day, a, a, sorry, a Veterans Day celebration. I was able to feature another veteran, Jim Balcom. He's on the board of the Shepherd Center here in Atlanta. Um, does amazing things, but he went from West Point, directly into Vietnam, left Vietnam two months later, went into Harvard, graduated Harvard, and then took a company from three to multi-nine figures and then sold it in the 90s. And talk about like cherishing what veterans are capable of. Holy cow, my dad taught me what it is to be a man. Jim showed that we can do so much more beyond from the lessons learned in the military. Um, So be able to, same as Marina, cherish that community, cherish those that have come before us. They've done some amazing things and served on top of that and then continue to keep serving after. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And and you really hit the nail on the head. I see you as a veteranpreneur too. You talk about the seven businesses, but I think that it's just innately in us, right? To continue yeah. to that service in some capacity. But Scott, you, look at you doing a million things too. Talk about, I'm trying to get as many hats as you. Keep up. What's <laughs> <laughs> Veterans Day mean to you, Scott? Uh, you know, I love this question because I think there's some common threads amongst all of us, right? And what In terms of what it means. But then we have some very unique things. And for me, it's always a day of reflection, right? I think back, it's been 30 years since, 20 years since I exited the Air Force, 30 years since I first entered. And I think of all the people I, that I served with that helped me out and picked me up on those really tough days when I didn't know what the heck I was doing, you know, or had, you know, the curveballs that life throws at you. So I think of all of that. I think of as being a non-combat vet, I think of how different of a journey that all of our fellow brothers and sisters have, including the trials and tribulations. That stemmed from their combat. You know, Zach touched on that. You know, they had it so much tougher than I ever could dream of, right? And Mm -hmm. and so I think of, you know, what does that mean? What can we do now, right? What's what's that debt of gratitude look like both personally and as a a government or as a country? And then, of course, I think a couple of y'all mentioned the family ties. You know, my dad served over 30 years in Twin Army and Army National Guard. My grandfather served. Of course, their families served because they support, you know, all... Uh, the military families and the sacrifices they make always come to mind on Veterans Day. I think that's kind of unfortunately kind of under the radar. So it can really, I don't know about y'all, but it can be overwhelming, just the immense sacrifice that, that not just the veterans, but their families make so that we can all sit around and say what we want to, you know, in front of a camera or in a, in a microphone and uh, do what we want to do. So Mary-Kate, that's what it means uh, for me. Well, I, lo- I love that, Scott. And especially the family ties that y'all have shared but Scott, you know, with this comment on your hair, I just have to say, you said 30 years. I can't believe that you still have all your hair. You talk about that. Oh, man. Bald is the new beautiful. I didn't Bald know if you were going to grab that comment or not. Bald is the new beautiful. But Scott, that quaff, man. It's oh, Air man. Force right there. I love it. <laughs> 30 years ago, oh, and I'm like, you still have a full head of hair. Uh, incredible. Um, some of us, you know, this is wig. I'm just kidding. But it was just, so this is, just great, great. And for um, 
your backstory, sharing what is important to you. And I think it, it, it is those stories, those personal stories, those ties to our families, those close to us, our brothers and sisters that serve, that make us highlight the issues that are happening to veterans today. And I really love to, to touch on that, sis. Uh, Marina, I know you mentioned some of the, the things that are happening in California, but just even across the country uh, for women veterans. But what, there were some issues that you see that are a topic that needs more visibility in the veteran space. Oh, that's a great question. Focusing on military women like I do for, for Military Women's Collective, it's really the housing and food insecurity that I'm worried about the most. I mean, Texas and California have the largest homeless population of all the states. California is one, Texas is two. And it's getting cold. Like I, this morning I woke up and it was 38 degrees and I live, you know, in Temecula, which is about an hour north of, of San Diego and about an hour east of, of LA. And I cannot imagine how anybody that's homeless right now in anywhere in the US is feeling because it's it's getting really cold. Right. And and it just it pains me, you know, it hurts my heart to see anybody that's suffering. And all I want to do as a person and as a nonprofit is to be of assistance, you know, to support anyone that needs it. And that's really the main one that I'm trying to help with is to make sure that we don't have more people, you know, Zach, I mean, you said you were that close. Mm. I have somebody in my life that I lost during COVID and, and it broke my heart, you know? So what I, I do what I do because I don't want that statistic to keep getting higher. And I do what I do because like you said, Scott, being of service is just something I've been doing now. I think I've been doing it all my life, but obviously in the military, it's more pronounced. Now that I'm out of the military, I just want to continue to be of service. And it's my purpose. You know, it, it, it's my purpose. Yeah. It shines through, sis. I, I mean, you're so, you're so loved. And I remember at that time when that happened, but you, if, if for those who haven't listened to the episode of Veteran Voices with Marina, uh, she goes to talk about the story that helped her, ended up, launching Military Women's Collective and just an incredible, powerful story. And just thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing what's happened and being able to amplify that, the voices of those who aren't able to speak for themselves or aren't ready to. Yeah. Mary Kate, if I can put in, that was a yeah. outstanding conversation. And I'm hoping that our team can drop the direct link to that so you can hear Mary Kate and Marina's uh, conversation around some of the things that Marina shared. The visibility and the awareness that conversations like that create are yes. so critical, much like Zach's book. And there, there's some things I think, Mary-Kate, Zach, and Marina, I think there's some things, not just veterans, you know, other segments of global population probably do it too, but but we repress certain things, right? And we don't want to we don't want to be vulnerable, right? We don't want to show weakness. You know, we want to pack it up and keep going on. And really, we, we hurt ourselves time and time again by doing, not saying we're trained to do that, but it's just, it's kind of part of the mentality. So thank y'all. I want to echo what Mary-Kate said. Thank y'all both for being brave and courageous to share so that others can avoid and be more aware of what's out there that could harm them. Mary-Kate, so uh, we want to keep driving with Zach on the same question, you think? Oh, absolutely, Zach. And I wish we had more time too, because I, I, I know we could go deep, so much deeper in these topics. But Zach, what, what's a topic you think that needs more visibility in, in the veteran space? Passing the book. I, I'm on month 19 of a medical discharge. I, I'm tired of seeing 
Um, and we all know the issues with certain organizations. I won't name them, but you know, you get told to go talk to this person and this person and this person and this person. I see a lot of other organizations doing the same thing um, and outside of the government space, right? That are here to support veterans and they get tied in and they tell you, go talk to this person, this person, this person, this person, and, it, and nothing ever happens. One of the biggest issues I have, and it's Marina hit it on the head with starting a nonprofit. The reason I started my 501c literally last month, finally got the incorporation papers. Um, it's called ATL Vets, Advancing the Line for Veterans. Our biggest piece is we're going to show granularly how we are moving the needle and advancing the line for each veteran business owner and beyond that, but starting with the veteran business owners, how are we actually moving the needle on a project-based accomplishment for veterans? So me, the six businesses, 155 countries, and I hated myself through the whole process. I just buried myself in the, in the work. Veterans have a tendency to do that and bury ourselves into the next thing to ignore the skeletons in the closet, right? Eventually, a lot of what happens is similar to what happened with me. They, they caught up. And when the door came open, it crashed open. So I want to help veterans, not only that are business owners that are doing that, but help with that mindset piece and help go beyond that, which is the reason behind the book, right? It's all the mindset of the personal life fed into business and vice versa. And I wrecked a marriage in the process, which a lot of us have done similar things, right? Personal lives, personal relationships were terrible. Um, and then it all got even worse and worse and worse, but it was like everybody wanted to pass the buck and I'm tired of that. So I want to be that piece that actually accomplishes things for a lot of really awesome, amazing people here in Atlanta. Wow. I love that, Zach. I think you took the the first step in just being open about it because we are so good at containing and driving on and like you said, advancing that that line, but it's taking that, taking that knee and that self-care and self-love and just re- reaching out to folks. I, I see folks even on LinkedIn that are sharing their stories. And there's some days where I'm like, I wish I was braver that I could, you know, share some of my demons. But it was one of those things where it does help to know that there's other people out there who have been where you're at and there's resources available. Mm. What do you think, Scott? Wow, right? Between Marina and Zach and, and what they're they're sharing with us, it goes back to being overwhelming, right? Because there's so many issues or so many things we got to get done, especially yes. after 20 years of war, right? We're going to see, we're, we're seeing just the tip of the iceberg in terms of, of the work we must do as a country to serve our veteran community that went out and did what they had to do, what they were ordered to do. So I think a couple of thoughts. I think uh, Marina shared some wonderful numbers that she alluded to on social earlier today. And I think they were from National Today. And I'm not sure if our team can find that really quick, but I latched onto a couple of these. And by the way, if you're not following Mary Kate, Zach, and Marina across social, you're missing out. Veterans, non-veterans, Good stuff, leadership, you name it. So make sure y'all do that. I think we got their links uh, in the in the um, episode notes. So 11% of veterans, the whole veterans community, are experiencing or have experienced have experienced homelessness. And then 50% of that 11%, I believe I had that right, also live with a mental illness. You know, and it's additional challenges there. It's the onus is on us to do something about that. And to Zach's point, we can't pass the buck. We can't. They deserve to be treated with respect and to be taken care of. And then I think secondly, when I think of veterans topics that need more visibility, for me, it goes back to military families. In my first stint in the Air Force uh, in the mid-90s as a, a, a single airman, one of my eureka moments was seeing all the folks that were married and then I'd see their kids when I'd go cut grass or something. And all of them do what they do. They deploy, they leave kids at home or spouses or you name it. And that impact, right? That impact of, especially in this era, where you've got a ton of deployments, right? 
we've got to we've got to be mindful of that and and find better ways. Uh, and if nothing else, recognize the service that these families are doing and talk more about it and figure out how we can better support amongst all the other you know support that uh, that we should be delivering. So, Mary Kate, those are a few things I think that are too too often below the radar. Uh, I really, I, I definitely echo that with the family piece. Um, I mean, just even more in recent months, I had uh, I lost a, a dear uncle of mine who served Navy veteran. Uh, but what my aunt, his surviving widow, has had to go through to get benefits turned back on and mm. to get the resources and support needed, you know, and it just having to navigate that process, just seeing her go through that, it's one of those things that I don't think is highlighted enough or very often. Uh, just the families that are, get left behind. And so just being, again, to, sh- to show support for them and to know there's people out here that are, are ready to, they're standing by ready to help them. So I'm so sorry for your loss. And it's a tra- it really is, not, not trying to be dramatic, but it's a travesty that some of the red tape that, that folks have to get through to access the benefits that they deserve. So uh, Mary-Kate, hopefully your aunt is able to tap into that and access that with much more ease in the weeks ahead. One last thing, and uh, look, Veterans Day is a day that we we do celebrate, right? And we lift up our fellow veterans and the current military members and what they're doing. But just like, you know, there's two sides of every coin, it, it comes with all of these other issues, and right? And, and the journeys that others are still having that are impacted because of either having one or someone they've loved worn the uniform. I wanna share a couple quick things. Our team shared the, um, so veterans out there, hey, Talk about your experiences, as I bet Marina and Zach and Mary Kate, they're all kind of speaking to. If you're in pain, if you're hurting, call. It's not a sign of weakness. You got 877-927-8387. It's um, a 24-7 hotline there. And then there's also this other suicide and crisis lifeline, 988. Okay, I had no idea. So 988, kind of in a similar vein to 911. It's a suicide and crisis lifeline. All right, one last thing. And I want to take it, we'll go kind of uh, on, a, on a lighter note here in a second. But you know the power of speaking someone's name that may not be with yes. us much yep. much longer or, or any longer rather. Um, when I first arrived at, I'd like to go around the horn and maybe each of y'all share a name. But when I first arrived at McConnell Air Force Base in Wichita, Kansas, and you know, as any, when you arrive on, on a duty station, got to kind of get your sea legs and all that stuff, even in the Air Force Marina, even in the Air Force. Oh, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, Airman. It's a thing. It's a real thing. Trust. <laughs> I never got mine. I have. Yeah. I don't wow. think I'm an airman that had ceilings. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'm, after, I'm, even after 24 years, uh, if you, you, if look, you they got, have, like, it was crab legs. legs. They got crab legs. Not okay. All right. All right. There we go. But you know <laughs> what? Air at the time, Airman Jeremy Cross helped me. I mean, he took me around, mm-hmm. made me feel at home, answered questions. I mean, the guy was just okay. remarkable. Such a great neighbor and friend and colleague. And he is no longer with us. Uh, Tech Sergeant Jeremy A. Cross, I believe is his middle name. So uh, Jeremy, wherever you are. Mary-Kate, let's go to you and let's go around the horn and then we'll move on to some resources. Mary-Kate, who's someone you want to mention? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I, I'd like to take this time to just recognize all my brothers and sisters that serve out in Guam. I just realized even in recent weeks that there's just so much that people don't know. Per capita, Guam actually recruits more into the U.S. military than any of the other states. There's no skill bridge resources like if there, there's things that they just don't have out there that we have in the States. So just giving a shout out to all my brothers and sisters, my grandfather served it, just my dad served, family served. I mean, just shout out to them. Love it. Much, much love Marina. Oh gosh. I mean, 
for someone who is gone, I would like to shout out my friend Malcolm that I served with on the Essex. He's the one that I lost um, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Uh, for someone that is alive, I got to shout out my girl, Mary Kate, because she is, she's my sister from another mister. I don't, honestly, you and that's the industry, you know, there's just like Zach was saying, there was dark times, right? And I really, I, I'm so thankful to you and to, you know, Brian and everybody that was at Vets Industry that helped me get started on my nonprofit journey. So, yeah, that's Lots me. Lots of love for you, sis. Oh, gosh. I know Folks. all the tears are about to happen, Scott. No <laughs> kidding, yeah, man. I got to be getting my Kleenex. <laughs> But hey, <laughs> folks, again, vets2industry.org. So many great people and resources yes. over there. Check it out. Zach, when you think of Networking the- event on my birthday. Ah. On my birthday, the 19th week- of November. You beat me to that's it? The, okay. That's the we'll, next one. We'll see if we can't drop that link. Our chat is going to be like full of resources. We'll see if we <laughs> really can find is. that one. Um, Zach, when you think of someone you want to mention, who would that be? Definitely my dad. He's an amazing man. But I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't also mention Will Lindsay and Joey Collette. Um, they're the two that I wear on my wrist every day. The first two I lost, but they're truly the reason I support the veteran community. Their memory and what they gave for us in Afghanistan. Those two, I know it's not Memorial Day, but they are the the highlight of a lot of what I've done and moved forward. And without them being there for us, none of what I'm doing involved with would have happened. So um, those three men are incredible men, for sure. Mm. Thank you for sharing, Zach. Really appreciate that. Okay. So I want to segue here, and it's never going to do it justice when we talk. We, we leave a subject like that, but y'all bear with me because we want to. We want to move to a much lighter spot of the conversation, and I think I know exactly how I'm going to do it. So a lot of our listening audience, uh, especially those again that are, are listening in from the supply chain now side versus the veteran voices side, they may be new to a something that's really important to military culture, and that is the challenge coin. And I'm going to define the terms here, but uh, uh, no, uh, uh, Mary, Marina, so I'm going to use my <laughs> challenge coin oh, no. and I'm going to issue a challenge to Mary Kate, oh. Zach, and Marina. And this was from the good old McConnell Air Force Base there as keeper of the planes. And <laughs> so, so I'm about to start doing push ups now. Or... <laughs> All right. No, no. So let's do this. I, I kind so of brought many, it up. Like, I can't even begin to tell oh, you. Man. I so, have. So oh, my this gosh. is why I bring it up, Marina. Zach and Mary Kate. You know, so in a nutshell, and y'all, y'all check me, it's been a while, but in a nutshell, like this coin here, all right, came from my days at McConnell. We had an exercise. I, I jumped on it and the full board colonel of our unit stopped by uh, our office said, and, and extended this coin as was, you know, to award, you know, my efforts, right? And so using these challenge coins, it's just a great for esprit de corps, great for recognition. And the cool thing I've seen here lately Marina, Zach, and Mary mm-hmm. Kate, is I see businesses in the private sector rally around this challenge coin, you know, make their own, and use it the same way. And so one last segment about that is, is as, and each service may do it differently, every, every unit, but basically you got to carry this thing around wherever you go, at least one of them. Mm-hmm. And if you're at a bar or if you're at a snack bar or something, and <laughs> someone does a, a coin check, a coin challenge, if you don't have one, you're picking up. Table. Yeah, that's right. It's right. She, Marina just knocked it. In the Air Force, we threw it on the ground and it had a very distinctive sound to it. Uh, and whoever didn't have a coin had to pick up the tab for everyone else. So it's very... <laughs> I'm so it is sorry. Very, <laughs> it's Bye, very honey. costly. Okay. Hey, we got a new guest. New guest on live stream. So, <laughs> sorry about that. No, no, no. Sorry. 
Oh, it's our favorite parts. It's our favorite parts, right? Um, <laughs> you brought me Veterans Day uh, cinnamon bones. Jealous. Hang on. Where's mine? Tell her to come through. My I know, bag. right? I got a door right over here. If she will, if he or she wants to come through there, but hey. So challenge coins, uh, y'all check that out. Am I missing anything there, Marina, Zach, or Mary Kay? Is there anything that folks should know if they want to kind of start their own tradition with the challenge coin? No, that was you had it. I mean, and anytime, like you said, if you're going to be around veterans and active duty people, make sure you got one of these somewhere stashed because if they bust it out and they start knocking, you don't have it. Just like Zach was saying, you buy the entire round or Ooh. Whatever it is that you know, they're so wherever you're at. Alibi. Hang on, hang on. There's an alibi. There are other traditions. Um, <laughs> so it's actually funny to, to go further into the challenge coin piece. The police department I was with, we had a coin. The SWAT team had a coin. Army, Green Berets, we all had a coin. Uh, my grandmother found out about this. My grandmother, not military at all, um, but she got me St. Michael coins. So everybody ever trained at the police mm-hmm. department got a St. Michael coin. All my guys in Afghanistan got a St. Michael coin. Um, so I kind of adopted that as the patron saint of protectors. Um, yeah. One time, she uh, St. Michael's Prayer was wrapped around a, a stack of coins. I had that tattooed. And then she got me, it's not a coin, but I still wear a medallion of St. Michael everywhere I go. So I have my guys that have the St. Michael coin always with me. So it might not be a coin, but I'll, and I'll still buy the first round, but it's my choice of what the first round is. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I love That's that, it. Zach. We're since we're warning people about like the things to do, not to do. I've been seeing a lot lately from my sisters out there, sister veterans who, when, especially typically coming from men, when they go to shake hands and thank veterans, they'll skip right over. The, oh. the or like, you Girl, know, parking veteran parking I am waiting. Like, Girl, waiting. I'm yes. Waiting. I'm about to do it, Zach. No, I'm waiting there. for the day when someone <laughs> at, Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, and I park in that spot. I am waiting. Like I just want, like, come at me, bro. Like, <laughs> You're welcome. I'm just giving you all a warning out there. You know, just don't, don't be coming at these women. We'll take you down with knife hands. No, yeah, um, coming at you. So yeah, just know, you know, that whole, you know, us women, our sisters out there that have served. Thank you. Um, yes. But just to know, you know, they, they're toughing it out there. They're tying their boots, lacing their boots up every morning too. So just. uh Yes. Shout out to them, and the, you've been warned. <laughs> I am the veteran, not the veteran's wife. Right. I am. That, that, that is so, you know, we're, we're laughing and having a little fun with it, but that's such a great, not even a reminder, but just something to call out. Uh, because, yes, in a serious note, too. Right. Yes. All the sacrifice that, that all, I mean, everyone makes. So I really appreciate that, Mary-Kate and Marina. By the way, we did drop a Marina. Man, I don't know how y'all do it. Marina shared the vetsuindustry.org, the events page. Yes. Um, as we're moving into one of our final topics, which is great resources that any of our veterans, veteran supporters, veteran advocates uh, may, should check out. This is one. This networking circuit they've done. I want to say they're like 30, 40 uh, events. Six, I think, is the, is the one that's coming up. Yeah. All right. So wow. this is you know, one of the challenges for any of our non-veterans out there. One of the great challenges that military members that are, exe- uh, that are eg- exiting service has is a lack of a network. Right. Yes. They don't have all those connections, especially the enlisted side, right? So what groups like Vets to Industry do is they provide these forums where not only veterans can connect with each other, but even better, folks that are hiring talent, mm-hmm. the recruiters jump on there and they plug in. And man, if if you are a hiring manager and you're listening to this conversation and you don't have a real, deliberate, actionable, effective strategy of hiring veteran talent, 
you are missing out and you're acting like it's 1981. You got to get with the times. You're missing out on big talent. So thank you for sharing that link, Marina. And that's open and it's free for, I think, anyone. Yep. It's uh, free for anybody. And like you said, like we want recruiters. I say we because Mary Kate and I both were are volunteers. And uh, you know, it's recruiters, veteran service organizations, active duty that are transitioning out soon, veterans, military spouses. I mean, like you said, anybody can join. Yep. So let's stick with you, Marina. Uh, when we think about other resources out there that either veterans, veteran advocates, military families, yeah, you name it. What, what's one that maybe doesn't get enough attention? Ooh, I got to say four block. And my second favorite after that is probably the Commit Foundation. The, both of them are phenomenal. One is to help you, you know, get ready to get out with that career readiness program. And the other one helps you to figure out what your purpose is. Mm, man, that's some serious figuring out. I love that, yep. uh, Marina. Mary-Kate, about you? Resource that uh, you want to highlight here today that may, doesn't get enough attention, maybe. Oh, you're going to get me in trouble because this is just a long. Well, I think between Marina and I, we've probably been through 30 different right. organizations. Um, but, uh, you know, just specifically for me, like the leader, uh, the leader transitions to with Andy Brock oh, and then going through so like the Honor Foundation, Elite Meet, uh, American Corporate Partners. I mean, these were all, all like Federati, these were all that really took their hand, reached down when I was in a, a tough spot where I didn't know what my purpose was post-transition, I was even afraid to just put my name, put myself out there, put my story out there. And they really helped me uh, grow my confidence in that to where I'm at today. So just really, really thank them a mm. lot. Find a mentor. I mean, in all those different, all those VSOs, it wasn't just, I showed up to an orientation and I said, here I am. It was like, I scheduled a call. I reached out and I was like, Hey, can we, can we talk? Can we have a virtual cup of coffee? And and go from there, learn, hear their stories and, and learn and grow from that. Love that. I mean, you said two, didn't you, Scott? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Cause, Y'all cause make the rules. I just was a couple like, more than two, Mary Kate. <laughs> so I'm going to have to add a couple more myself. <laughs> I think, I mean, you didn't mention one that you went through. Did you, did you mention the Hoover Veteran Fellowship Program? Uh, yeah. I mean, I if you want to talk fellowships, you yes. got, of course, Hoover, right? You got the Pat Tillman foundation mm. that does the the Tillman scholars you've got the uh purdue has their a, a women so i've gone to this one it's a woman focused one called focus forward fellowship and their applications and the Tillman foundation you know Tillman scholar mm. they're all open for applications and there's Studios one yeah there's one that i'm applying to the um the stand to veteran leadership at the bush that. Yeah, the Bush Institute. Oh, that one's going to be amazing. All right. Don't so we... self sucked out. Zach. Zach, please go. Your turn. <laughs> Zach, what say you? I'll keep it super simple. And uh, <laughs> they've named every other one possible, except for the one that matters here in Atlanta, Marina. Saved it for you. Fourth Mute Marina. Um, no, uh, Atlanta, huge. Yes. Um, you know, we're doing a big thing. Thanks to support with y'all. Um, but also we have some amazing things happening in Atlanta. Uh, we always have free attendance to all of our events. I've now pushed us a little bit more. We have a couple of virtual events every month. We have um, at least three or four in-person events here in Atlanta. Really trying to grow that piece of it. Mercedes-Benz Stadium this past Saturday, thanks to y'all support there, of course. And then on December 7th, we're having our next summit here in Atlanta at the Atlanta History Center, where we're focused. I'm actually running the agenda for this one. It's focused on a lot of what we're talking about, the veterans' voice. And we're mm. focusing on getting veterans' voices out there. 
usually we have four or 500 veterans show up for those, but I'd love to see a lot more. Uh, do we have the capacity to show up and show out? Uh, so yeah, Vetlanta, we're doing a lot of amazing things here in Atlanta. I absolutely love it. And that energy Man. on another level, right, Scott? You just oh, yeah. pumped up when you're in a room full. Of Definitely. And, you know, Vetlanta's been around uh, quite some time uh, and, and yeah. really inspiring others of how uh, veterans and veteran advocates can, can organize with impact. And there, is, and there is vets to industry is that every one of our dang things, we always have a, uh, every one of our summits, we always have Brian out there. So huge collaboration across. That's what we really focus yes. on is the collaborative piece. So that's right. If you want to check out vets to industry, they'll be there and hopefully Mary Kate, you know, working the table and like pointing and waving, smiling something. <laughs> well, so probably uh, our girl Martha too is going to be there. Martha Foss. She, okay. She's a part of Atlanta now. Yeah. We stole her. She's ours exactly. now. Sorry. Yes. Martha, so she'll be there. So, We've shared the vet so vets to industry.org and then vetland is it vetlanta? I always get this wrong. Vet, dot org. Com, dot, okay, vetlanta.org. And again, folks, if you're um, not to call any cities out, but if I think of NFL cities, you know, from Cleveland to Seattle to Houston to LA, Cincinnati, whatever, if you don't have a group, you know, something like a vets to industry or a vetlanta and are missing out, I bet they'll benchmark with you, reach out, have that conversation to figure out how you can organize and really support your local veterans community. Okay, so one last point I want to mention, and then we're going to go around horn and make sure folks know how to connect with each of y'all. This hour has, has flown past, as I knew it yes. would. Uh, I meant to mention this earlier, but you know, according to Military Times, an article from September, and it's tough to uh, triangulate, but unemployment for military spouses hovers around 22% is what I'm reading. And mm-hmm. you know, if you think about these, these issues that stay below the surface, you think about a lot of the moving around that military families have, and then how tough it has when you're not in uniform and you're there trying to make your roots in that new city or the new base or whatever. It's really tough to find you know, a good job. So employers that are listening, uh, that may be new. That topic may be new to you. Find a creative way of you know, embracing those folks in your community because they could use your help. So check out and Google military spouse unemployment and see all the facts and figures and challenges associated with it. And that okay. shameless plug, Scott, to yeah. just, you know, as far as helping upskill, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have a call with any of you, anybody, our listeners talking about if you're trying to get stuff into the project management profession, get earning certifications there. A lot of our industry, a lot of our employers, they got open job openings and they're looking for those certifications. So happy to have a conversation about that. Love that. Love that. Thank you, Mary Kate. So, all right. So back where we started, Marina. How can folks uh, connect with you? What's the best way? Ooh, best way? Um, probably LinkedIn, I okay. would say. Would you like me to drop my chat? My or Please. my my link? You know, <laughs> think, I'm, I'm I'm quick like that. <laughs> I could barely uh, walk and chew gum at the same time and 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 you got 17 things going on. By the way, I think we've got it in the episode notes. And if you're listening to this on the replay, it'll definitely be on the episode notes. But thank you for dropping that. And by the way, James says military spouses are always in transition. So That's very, true. very true. Zach, what's the easiest way to folks connect with you? Same thing, LinkedIn. I'm there all the time. Um, the other social media, I have a team that handles a lot of that. But LinkedIn, I'm on there quite a bit. I'm Zach A. Knight. Make sure, just like it's on the screen, make sure that A's in there and uh, the K and the A. And uh, you'll be able to find me pretty easily on there. Love that. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Marina. Home run, both uh, dynamos, the two of you are. And then Mary-Kate, uh, a triumphant, if I said that right, of dynamos here today. Mary-Kate, how can folks connect with you? Yeah, to connect with me on, on LinkedIn, I'm happy. And I'm 
you know, new mentor on AmeriCorps Partners now. I was better off a new mentor as well. But, uh, you know, I just don't sell yourself short. You have you have enough experience now, whether you're two days out of the military to be able to tur- turn around and help the ones coming behind you. So uh, just know to continue to send that information back. But you can connect with me on mksaliva, S-O-L-I-V-A at guamhri.org uh, or on LinkedIn. And okay. tune in to Veteran Voices, right, Scott? That's right. Wherever you get your podcast from, Veteran Voices, wherever you get your podcast from. Okay, big thanks, all three of y'all, really. I know we've, we've heaped a bunch of praise on you, but it's, it comes from a very genuine spot. You know, I, I track three of y'all very regularly and admire all that you give, 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 and help others avoid you know, potholes in their journey and, and, and then some. So thank you for what you do. Marina Rabinick, thank you very much. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you, Scott. You too. And Zach A. Knight, thank you so much. Congrats on the new book. Yes. Thanks, brother. I appreciate y'all. You bet. And of course, my uh, partner in crime, Mary-Kate Salila, who hosts our Veteran Voices programming in conjunction with our friends at Vets to Industry. Mary-Kate, thanks for all you do. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, everybody that tuned in today. Happy Veterans Day. Dude, that's right. Take action. Hey, deeds, not words. Uh, thanks for the great conversation to our listeners. Hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we have here. So you've had a, bla- a lot of fun and also tackled some, uh, some not-so-fun issues that are facing our veteran community, but hey, take action, lean in, uh, find a practical outcome-driven way of supporting our veteran community. They can, they need your help, right? Mm. They need mentorship. They need good jobs. They need a network. Find a way. Uh, you give big, give small, as Greg White likes to say, but just give. And on that note, on behalf of our entire team here at Supply Chain Now and Veteran Voices, Scott Luton challenging you, be like these three, do good, give forward, and be the change. We'll see you next time right back here. I support you now. Thanks, everybody.